Welcome to the LinkedIn Podcast, a weekly podcast where founders, speakers, experts, and professionals from diverse backgrounds talk about their LinkedIn journey. From LinkedIn basics to deep insights and thought-provoking success stories, the LinkedIn Podcast has something for everyone. So sit back and enjoy the show. Please welcome your host, Nimit Gupta. Did you know that around 90% of recruiters and hiring managers check LinkedIn profiles of the candidates before choosing the desired one? LinkedIn is such a huge platform guys and everyone there is looking for the next best opportunity and every profile is aimed at bringing a difference and impressing the other person. There is such a huge competition nowadays and for every single job opening there are hundreds of applicants. So it becomes very important to understand what goes in the mind of the recruiters and understanding this mindset involves understanding the things that they are looking for in a profile and the resume. What are the things that they look for in a candidate as a whole that makes them stand out? And if you know even a little bit of these things, it is bound to give you an edge over the others. And to give you that edge today, I've invited Dean Kulvira to this episode of the LinkedIn podcast. Dean is an IT recruiter who specializes in recruitment of IT professionals in startups as well as MNCs. He has recruited on a variety of roles within IT, both technical and non-technical. In addition to his primary function as a recruiter, Dean is an awesome content creator, especially on LinkedIn. I've been following him for many months now and I really love his videos. He has been leveraging his real-world experience in recruitment and churning out great quality content. He has his own podcast where he posts variety of information which includes articles, videos, all pertaining to job search and recruitment cycles. As a speaker, Dean has spoken at many events like torontojobs.ca virtual career fair and others organized by Access Employment, Toronto Settlement Groups, Nigerian IT Professionals of Canada, and many, many more. He will be a session speaker at the Teotech Virtual Career Fair taking place this August 25th, 2020. Dean has recently ventured into career coaching space by collaborating on job search programs tailored specifically for the IT professionals. With such awesome accomplishments to back him up, this episode is bound to be a powerhouse, guys. So welcome, Dean. How are you doing? How's the weekend treating you? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nimit. Appreciate uh, appreciate it. Really excited to be on the show. And uh, yeah, over here in Toronto, I know, you know, over there, you might have a picture of us having snow all the time, but yeah. uh, it's actually nice and warm uh, over here in Toronto. Uh, it's around 30 degrees Celsius, so uh, nice, sunny and, and warm weather. So just enjoying it while it lasts. Great, great. It's good to hear. So, Dean, I like to start every every episode of the podcast by learning about the professional journey of my guest. So, yeah. how did you come into this recruiting, you know, line of line of career? Yeah, it's a great, great question. And and actually, some might say that my the the way my career has unfolded is kind of the opposite of what it should have been. Uh, okay. And the reason I say that is, so I graduated from university with a an honors BA in information technology. So uh, I got right away, pretty much, I got into uh, doing a couple of IT contracts. Uh, but after a few months, I, I got right into entrepreneurship. So I decided to start my own business. Uh, now, initially, the business was IT consulting, website design services, and then those kind of things. So I was really doing that and, and uh, you know, develop my sales, salesmanship uh, skills in that sense. 
knocking from door to door for building the business, making the cold calls and all of that stuff. And uh, by mistake, I happened to know someone in my network. And this, by the way, folks, is why networking is very important. So I got to know someone in my network. They said, and they basically approached me. They said, hey, D, look, uh, I know you graduated with, in, in, with a degree in IT. I'm currently recruiting on uh, some you know, IT positions. I don't know anything about these skill sets. Can you help me out and find, help me find some people? So this was a corporate recruiter at one of the well, well-known banks uh, in the Toronto area. <clears throat> so that was, my, that was my entry into recruitment. So it was completely by mistake, but I started doing it. I fell in love with it. I, and I was so fortunate uh, that I was able to find what my passion was uh, like pretty soon, pretty soon after graduation. So I, I'm, I feel very privileged from that standpoint. Uh, so I ran my own, my own uh, kind of built it out into my own recruitment business for about four years. Um, after that, beyond that point, unfortunately, the business uh, uh, came to a failure. So I experienced a failure in the business and, and I had to shut down the business. Uh, beyond that point, for around two years, I got into sales. So I was working in IT sales uh, and also in automotive sales as well, which is a very uh, awesome industry over here. Uh, so that's where I further sharpened up my sales skill set. Uh, but after being away from recruiting for two years, I decided, you know what, I miss it. I love it. I realized, you know, how much I love it. Uh, and I got back into it. So 2016, I made my entry back into recruitment. I've only been in recruitment since then. Uh, started off working in a, in a small size boutique uh, recruitment shop and, and have worked in uh, two or three other agencies since then. And uh, it's just been a blast. And, and I, I love what I do. Uh, got into the actual con- uh, content creation limit probably in 2016, which is when I made my entry. And uh, got into video content in 2018. Uh, my regret is I wish I had done it, uh, you know, before then. But uh, since then, I've been putting, you know, prolifically a lot of content out there to help job seekers and uh, help all of, everyone out there uh, in the IT space and now even outside of the IT space in their job search. So that's kind of my show. Hopefully I didn't ramble on for too long, but that's kind of the short story of it. No, actually it was pretty interesting. And, and I've heard people say this thing a lot that they stumbled upon their present career or present line of business by accident. And yeah, those, are, right. th- those are the kind of stories that inspire people to follow their passion, do what you love. It, yeah. it will happen by mistake. It will, you know, not necessarily come on a platter. You will that's have right. to, you know, search for it. Yeah. So that's really interesting. And thanks for sharing this. Okay. Yeah, my pleasure, so, yeah. so Dean, since you have been on LinkedIn, how have you been able to make the most out of this platform? Yeah. So that's a great, so first I want to say uh, definitely uh, Nimit of all the social media platforms, I think everyone should be on every platform. Right. And, but I would say the best platform, my favorite platform uh, so far, definitely where I have been able to create the most uh, activity and, 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 f- and, and following and, 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 you know, presence has definitely been LinkedIn. Uh, so LinkedIn as a recruiter, I can't tell you, you know, in enough words, uh, how beneficial it is for a recruiter, uh, to be on LinkedIn because a recruiter's, uh, you know, role is hundred percent. It's dealing with people, building relationships, getting into communication with the right people. So uh, being active on LinkedIn and being a presence on LinkedIn has really allowed me to connect with so many great people in the tech space uh, where I recruit in um, from the various walks of IT and, and building those relationships and not just, uh, you know, meeting with people to offer my services and all that, but also people that I can give value to. Yeah. Uh, it's always been my intention uh, in posting my content to help people. That, that, that has always been my, my primary motivation. Uh, so it's such a great platform because there's so many people, I think, out there, job seekers, um, and being in recruitment, you get to see the, the, the various and, and common patterns of mistakes people make in their job search. So here's a great platform with like, you know, millions of people 
that I can actually reach and I can educate them and show them, okay, well, these are the patterns I'm seeing that people are doing wrong in their job search. And these are the things you need to be actually doing. And these are the steps and adjustments you need to be making in your job search. So it, it's yeah. very much a very symbiotic relationship. It, it, and, and it's just such a great platform. Yeah, you are absolutely right. Not only you get to have the entire target audience in one place, plus you get to learn a lot from, from others. So Oh, that, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's well, I mean, look at look at us, right? I mean, yeah. look at us. We we're in two different parts of the world and, and we, we yeah. got connected. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that happened only through LinkedIn. Otherwise, I don't think it would have been possible. Absolutely. Yeah, so, that's right. So so Dean, how important is LinkedIn when it comes to hiring? By this question, I don't mean just the just the fact that people are there on LinkedIn and it gives you the entire career history. What I want to understand is uh on does LinkedIn help recruiters in what, what stage prior to the interview or post interview at what stage do recruiters look at LinkedIn profile the most? Yeah, the, uh, excellent question. Dimit. So definitely for, you know, the recruiters role is uh, their primary function is with is, is from the, the, you know, the finding the people stage, which, which, which is what we call sourcing. We call that phase okay. sourcing. Uh, sourcing means we're actually going there. We're finding the talent. We're finding who is a match for the, the requirements for the role. So, so LinkedIn is a very, very powerful tool for sourcing. So this is the stage where the recruiters entering the keywords into, into their, their LinkedIn, right? Uh, now there's, there's, there's this, uh, this search, uh, you know, way of searching called the Boolean search for those of your viewers who might not be familiar with it, familiar with it. It's when you're using these various operators and handlers in order to specify exactly the skill set you're looking for. So uh, recruiters in are very, very keyword driven because the recruiter is looking for a skill set, especially in IT. Uh, IT recruiters are definitely looking for technologies, frameworks, methodologies, and all these things that the employer usually looks for in, in their ideal candidates. Okay. So very, very keyword driven. So uh, if, a, if a candidate, a job seeker, a tech professional is, uh, you know, has a profile and the profile is empty, it's not keyword rich, they're going to have difficulty being found on LinkedIn. Yeah. Right. And, and now I'm speaking for IT because obviously this is the space I recruit for, but I would assume that it's probably the same for other fields as well. Uh, but it's extremely, extremely important for everyone to be active and, and present on LinkedIn because definitely LinkedIn is probably one of the first places uh, recruiters go on the online space to look for great talent. Yeah. All right. So, so guys, make sure that you have all those, you know, important keywords in your headline, in your entire profile. As Dean mentioned that recruiters search using keywords, using technology or the technical keywords in your space. So make sure you include those. All right, that, that's a really good advice, Dean. So what, what exactly or what are the key things that the hiring managers look for in a candidate's profile on LinkedIn? Yeah, yeah. So, so for, from the hiring manager's perspective, Nimit, what they're usually looking for is, uh, I would say, I mean, th there's so many factors, but if I had to narrow it down and, you know, really simplify it and, and don't think that these are the only things that matter, but uh, if I could simplify it to two, diff two, diff two main things. First thing is definitely technical fit. Uh, they're looking for the technical skill set, the technical experience, professional experience, previous experience from previous projects, all of that stuff. Uh, second thing they're definitely looking for is team and company culture fit. Okay. Uh, so it's one thing for someone to be able to do the job. And yeah, that's great. They have the skill set, the knowledge, the experience and all of that. Second factor is, are they going to fit into the team? Are they going to fit into the company culture? Are they going to fit into our philosophy, our way of doing things? Uh, certain types of personalities, you know, might not fit in certain types of uh, company cultures. Yeah. Uh, and vice versa. So I would say at a, at a high level, these are two very important components. 
Uh, and that's really what makes uh, a candidates appear, you know, to be very, uh, you know, attractive and feasible and the right position, right people for the role. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so Dean, the next question would be related to the, from the candidate's perspective. So for example, if a person is supposed to have a call from the interviewer, okay, mm-hmm. from the HR, HR person. So how does uh, the candidate prepare for that? And how should the candidate prepare, prepare before the interview? These are two different things, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, and it's, and it's such a great question, uh, Nimit, because this is surprisingly one of those parts that uh, a lot of candidates might fail to do or, or execute uh, effectively. A uh, lot of people, especially when, when people know it's an HR call or maybe a phone call with a recruiter or a corporate recruiter or HR person, they might think, okay, you know what? It's just HR. It's just a recruiter. I can just take it easy. I don't need to worry too much. But no, keep in mind, folks, when, when you're having on the phone call with the recruiter, whether it's a recruitment agency or whether it's a corporate recruiter or if it's even HR, this is the phone call that will determine if there will be any further conversations. So yeah. do not underestimate the importance of this initial phone call, even if, if even if it's with the HR or with the corporate recruiter. So do your due diligence. If it's if it's with the corporate HR or HR manager directly with the company, do your research on the company. They will definitely be asking you what you have done, what you know about their organization, what you know about their company, and connecting that with your career goals. Well, okay, great. You know about our company, but how do we fit into you know what you want to do from a career standpoint, yeah. and vice versa as well? How 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 is this a good mutual fit? Uh, so definitely do your preparation, research the company, definitely research who your phone call or your, your first meeting is going to be with, with the HR and, uh, and be able to properly and, and effectively articulate your resume. They're definitely going to be run, having you run them through your resume. So okay. be able to explain that. Uh, another grave mistake people do at the first stage is they think the resume is going to do all the work, uh, but that's not the case. The resume, uh, folks, you know, for, for, for all the viewers, uh, even the best resume in the world, even if it's a gold, gold uh, you know, Olympic winning uh, resume, all it's going to do, it's going to get you the phone call, but it's not going to get you the job. So you have to, it's up to you to still sell the, the employer, the recruiter, the hiring manager, the HR person on your value as a candidate. That's entirely up to you. Okay. And, and, and Dean, what about preparation before the interview, after you have been selected for the interview process, how to prepare for the interview? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, sorry, I forgot to mention that part. No That's problem. extremely yeah. important. But uh, for the interview itself, so so on the initial phone call, uh, you, you know, if you're a job seeker, if you're a candidate, you need to be further investigating what the real uh, requirements, the nuts and the bolts are of the position. Do not assume the job description tells the full story. Uh, quick story, you know, quick experience from my end as a recruiter. Uh, on, again, I, I come from the staffing agency, recruitment agency side of the equation. But I have recruited on plenty of roles whereby the job description does not even mention the key skill sets for the position. So you don't want to be at the interview and talking about things that don't really capture the attention of, of whoever you're meeting with, whether it's the hiring manager or even the HR manager. So you want to clarify on that initial phone call, what are the key skill sets they're looking for? What kind of a person do they want for this position? What problem are they looking to solve? Uh, answering these questions or asking these questions will provide you with information to determine okay, which parts of my background should I be speaking about at the interview? Yeah. Uh, which projects should I be highlighting, right? Some of your senior viewers might be thinking, well, Dean, I have so many projects. How do I know which ones to talk about? Well, that's why you had to narrow it down. What are the key skill sets? What are the key aspects they're looking for this person to do in this position? So that'll help you uh, narrow down and determine which projects to speak about and also help you better prepare for the interview, right? And again, of course, research who you're going to be meeting with and having that information about what they're looking for in, in an ideal candidate will allow you to uh, decide on which projects to speak about, which achievements to speak about, uh, because those are the ones that are really going to capture their attention. 
Yeah, great, great advice, Dean. So in this tough job market, you know, businesses are shutting down, there are job losses everywhere. Yeah. There's so much competition. I've never seen competition like this before. So how does a job seeker make, make himself stand out amongst the crowd? What should he do? Yeah, so so recently I conducted a, a survey, uh, Nimit, on, on, on LinkedIn. I, I did a LinkedIn uh, poll and around 560 people voted and 64% of the respondents, what they said is they're stuck at the application stage. So just like you said, uh, everyone is stuck at this stage. And the primary reason for that, Nimit, is everyone is de- overly dependent solely on job applications and resume submissions and leaving it at that. But the, what you all of you need to understand is you need to take a multi-prong approach. Do not depend only on applying online. Do not depend only on resume submissions. Because as Nimit, as you're saying, extreme level of competition right now. And what we have in happening in the marketplace all over the world, by the way, it doesn't matter your location. We have fewer opportunities and a higher level of available talent because of layoffs, mass layoffs in various industries and fewer opportunities. So when that happens, whereas before, maybe there were a couple of hundred people applying for the same role. Now there might even be, you know, the high hundreds or even thousands yeah. of people competing for the same roles. So in order to differentiate yourself, do not depend on, 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 on only on online applications. You need to use other avenues. So professional networking, uh, uh, LinkedIn groups, you know, Facebook groups, uh, reaching out to your personal network, uh, uh, you know, being a guest speaker. For example, if you're able to get on a, a guest speaker spot on Nimitz podcast, <laughs> then you, you are definitely separating yourself from other people in your industry yeah. because you're, you're making yourself visible. Uh, the closest thing to a magic bullet, uh, Nimit, and everyone's looking for that magic bullet, the closest thing to a magic bullet uh, is definitely LinkedIn. If you're able to establish yourself as an expert in your space, as, as a thought leader, as someone who's constantly present, being invited to speaking events, being invited to podcasts, uh, being, you know, speaking at seminars and webinars and all these things, that is like a, that puts you on such a whole different level. Like it's, 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 it's remarkable. So use every avenue available to you folks, those of you listening. Don't depend only on the online applications and establish yourself as a strong presence on LinkedIn, especially now is the best time to establish yourself on LinkedIn before it becomes uh, overcrowded and overused. Yeah. Yeah. So just to summarize, be visible in each and every space, wherever you can make yourself visible to the recruiter, to the companies. As Dean rightly said, use groups, LinkedIn groups, Facebook groups. Be present everywhere. Not do not just lie on the resume and the applications. So yeah, that's a great advice, uh, Dean. And uh, Nimit, if I can, if I can, uh, Nimit, if sure. I can add one more thing to that, because yeah. I, I, you know, I, I know I mentioned LinkedIn groups and Facebook groups. Uh, that does not mean, folks, you don't go and approach people and ask for jobs. That's not the right approach. Uh, networking means you need to uh, you have to establish yourself again as a thought leader and as an ex- expert in your space. So engage with people, have conversations about your industry, about your your field your domain. That's how other people get to know who you are instead of you saying, yeah, I'm looking for a job. Now, when you're talking about your expertise, they know you're an expert. So use that approach. Okay, great. So post content related to your industry, which, uh, which relates to your target audience and your target audience can be recruiters also who are hiring in that particular domain. All right. So Dean, you mentioned that there are, uh, you know, industries which are not doing so good right now. But are there any industries or job sectors which are doing good and which are hiring more? Absolutely, 100% Nimit. And, and this is where, look, um, myself, Nimit, I avoid the, the news. I, I, know, I don't watch the news because it's, it's, I, I stay away from negativity and you know, all of that kind of stuff. I don't encourage avoiding the news 100% like I do, but I, I usually have very specific channels I use for seeing what's going on out there. 
for me specifically in the tech space. I, that's all I pretty much follow. But for those of you, if you are watching the news, don't just sit there and just uh, you know soak in the negativity. Look at the news for the information. What's going on in the, in the industry? Where is there visible increase in demand? The platform that uh, Nimit and I are on right now, Zoom, has experienced explosive growth yeah. uh, after this COVID-19, right? So you need to look what, which parts of the industry, which parts of the job market are experiencing an increase in demand because increases in demands actually also creates problems for the organizations because they can't keep up with volume. There might be infrastructural issues, logistical issues, which again, create job opportunities within those organizations and, and within those spaces. So uh, right now, I mean, uh, again, uh, anything to do with, the, with remote, anything that supports uh, remote work, because a lot of companies have remote employees right now or making that transformation. Huge opportunity in those places, right? IT, IT infrastructure, uh, yeah. also working from home creates security issues. So cybersecurity, you know, there's huge opportunities in there. Uh, e-learning, logistics, like there's so many different areas and so many different fields. So as you're out there, folks, watching the news or even when you're out and about as a consumer, see where the demand is. See where the demand is because chances are that's where all the opportunities are going to be. Yeah, absolutely. And since this lockdown or this pen- pandemic started, I've also seen in my field, digital marketing op- opportunities oh, have yeah. come up like anything absolutely, because every yeah. company has to go digital. So guys, yes. as Dean said, look for the trends, look where the positivity is lying, where the industry is moving. So apply for that. If you have to make a career transition, do that. Learn a yeah. skill and make the change. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, Dean, we all know that for every job position that we apply to on LinkedIn or anywhere, we have to tailor our resume according to the job description. Mm-hmm. Uh, people know this thing, but they don't know how, how are the, what is the best way to do that? Can, can you share some tips on this, please? Yeah, sure. So, so as mentioned before, uh, Nimit, and also for the viewers, obviously, uh, recruiters are very, very much keyword driven. So, so you know, there's no really easy way out of it. If, if all you have in front of you is a job description, uh, you might have to go with the primary keywords mentioned in the job description, right? So this is the case where maybe you're applying for a job uh, directly, right? You're applying for a job online, you saw a posting. Unfortunately, all you really have to go to at, go by at this point is the job description. Yeah. So cater the resume, highlight those necessary keywords as much as possible. Uh, in addition to that, what you can do is you can do some market research. Maybe there might be news, some news about the company and, and something that occurred and you can make that connection between, okay, that, that occurrence and, and, you know, maybe this is why they're hiring for this role. If you can make that connection, you can also speak to those parts of your problem solving ability as a candidate. Um, now, if you're able to speak with someone, if you're being represented by a recruiter at, at, a, at a recruitment agency, then you need to have a, a conversation with them about what are the key skill sets they're looking for in, in a candidate for the role. And then you can cater your resume specifically to what's actually required for the role and, and for the position. Uh, usually over here, I don't know how it works, uh, you know, over there in India, uh, but you know, you, not all recruiters work the same way over here either. Yeah. But a lot of recruiters will guide the candidates as to, okay, Dean, you know, this, this role, the key skill sets are X, Y, Z. So please highlight those aspects on your resume before we present to the client. So if you can have those conversations, you know, and, and you need to ask these questions, folks. Don't just sit there and just submit your resume. If you get into conversation with someone, uh, you have to be able to ask them the questions so you have a best chance of getting your resume to capture uh, the hiring manager's attention. Great. So so viewers, look at the job description. Look look for those keywords and look for the skill sets that, that the company is looking for and highlight them in the resume. So make sure you do that. All right. 
and uh, dean i have seen you say this quite a few times on your videos of course that we are told not to talk about our, our, our accomplishments right how yeah. important is is it to talk about our achievements and how does someone get over that mental block that subconscious block that helps us holds us back yeah yeah and it's such a it's such an interesting thing right and and especially in our culture uh, you know in the south asian culture nimit i'm sure it's the same with you i i'm originally i was i was born in sri lanka i grew up in toronto canada but i think it's the same with with indians as well uh, we're always taught you know don't talk too much about your accomplishments don't brag uh, that's impolite you know other people are going to say things and you know this yeah. and that uh now the, the 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 problem with that nimit is that if you don't talk about your achievements your accomplishments your your roi the results you can achieve your problem solving ability then the employer is not going to know about it right how yeah. are they going to know the, the what value you can bring to the table uh so if you don't talk about yourself uh, folks for those of you uh, watching uh, it's going to be very difficult for you to sell yourself and sell your your value as a candidate so uh, in order to assist you with doing this because you know it's it's hard to unprogram you know 10 20 30 years of of this programming right where we we were raised that way <laughs> yeah. uh so the way to look at it the mental shift all of you need to make is it's not just about you needing a job no employer is actually looking for job seekers right and some of your viewers you, you maybe you you know and take note of that that's a very important thing and, and listen to this no employer no organization is looking for job seekers no hiring manager says hey hey folks let's uh, set up interviews we, we want to meet some job seekers no that's not what they're saying what they're saying is guys we have this problem we need some people to solve this problem we we need a a solution provider right now we need a problem solver to come in and help us solve this problem and that's what you are folks you are you have a skill set you have the ability to solve problems so don't think of think of yourself as a job seeker as someone going to meet and you're asking for something no it's it's a mutual exchange you are offering the solution to a problem whatever your role you don't have to be it you could be in digital marketing you could be in marketing you can be in uh, accounting whatever it is you solve problems and your ability to solve problems if you have the ability to solve problems then you have an obligation to talk about it and talk yeah. about and and articulate how you can help solve these problems uh, so take a look at it, take it, you know look at it from that angle right that's a different angle it's a different perspective and you won't feel like oh my god i'm bragging or i'm doing this i'm doing that no you're simply showing how you can solve a problem yeah absolutely and and i i was just thinking about this thing for example when when i'm hiring an electrician or a plumber i would want to know what he has done before right if he yeah, does yeah. not tell his accomplishments i would not exactly. hire him exactly yeah exactly, so that, exactly that's a really good point dean yeah so so dean okay. the next question is what are the top 3 mistakes if i if i were to ask you the candidates make when talking to a recruiter or a, while giving an interview Yeah sure so number one mistake i have observed uh, uh, nimit and I, and i kind of briefly mentioned it before is a lot of candidates think okay if i have a perfect resume if my resume looks good that's it i can chill like nothing to worry about i can just submit the resume that's it and the resume don't get me wrong resume is extremely important you need to have a good resume because if if your resume is not good you won't get the initial phone call so don't underestimate the importance of a well written well organized well formatted resume it's still important but if you're not able to folks if you're not able to speak about yourself you're again going back to speaking about yourself your achievements your accomplishments your ability to solve problems your resume cannot help you with that the resume is simply like a marketing tool right it's just there as a marketing tool same way yeah. as if you go to a, a shop or a store you have the salesperson they show you a brochure exact same thing your resume is the brochure you you can use the brochure to sell yourself and 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 highlight certain aspects of your background but you need to be the one showing and explaining and how you can solve the problem the company is experiencing so that's probably the first mistake nimit too much dependency on the resume 
Uh, second thing is uh, when explaining the resume, uh, just being unable to really uh, talk about uh, uh, you know things in the right manner. And what I mean by that is a lot of people when they're explaining what they did and when they're responding to questions, they're too vague. Uh, yeah. So very short, abrupt responses. Uh, and and you know that can come across as you not being knowledgeable about what question they're asking you. Uh, if you're and, and this can happen due to anxiety, maybe some nervousness, uh, which is totally normal. But folks, you had to get over it. You had to get over the anxiety and the nervousness when you're at the interview. Uh, when you're too abrupt and you're too vague, it can come across as you trying to avoid answering the question, and and not uh, responding to it properly, as if you don't know what they're asking, uh, which is not going to benefit you. Now, the third mistake is actually the the complete opposite. Talking for too much, right? Yeah. Talking too long, going on for too long. It's like, you know, you're. Uh, it's like you're 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 doing your wedding speech or something. You're talking for way too long, right? Yeah. So you don't want to go into the other extreme where you're talking too much, because the, the the problem with that is you can you can end up actually saying too much, or you can end up talking about a whole bunch of things that have nothing to do with the question being asked. Yeah. So the mistake with that again is it's it's the same result as being too vague. You come across as avoiding answering the question or that you don't know what you're talking about, or you're not confident about what, what you're, uh, whatever it is you're responding to. So those will probably be the top three mistakes. There's many more mistakes candidates wow. make, but I would say these are the three most common ones that I see as a recruiter. Yeah, and I can see why they are your top top three you know, mistakes and how it would affect the interview process. So that's yes. really important. Okay. So Dean, it is very important to find the right job for a person, right? So why before applying or you know while talking to a, a recruiter or an or an interviewer, what are mm. the things to consider uh, to decide whether this job is a good fit for me or not? Yeah, it's it's such an important question, Nimit, and I'm so glad you asked this because uh, not too many people actually ask me this question because but it's such a key question. Uh, the the factor of the, ma- the 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 factor of the matter, folks, is if you don't know what you want. That's how you end up being in a job you hate, you don't like, you're miserable. Uh, the expectations don't meet up to you know what what you expected and all of that. Uh, yeah, if you're if, look, you're going to be spending eight, nine, ten, maybe even you know if you're in IT, you might be spending even more hours per day at work, away from your family, away from your friends. So if you're going to be spending like eight plus hours a day uh, somewhere, you need to put the time and the effort into figuring out what it is you want. So yeah. map out your map out your long-term career goals, your short-term career goals, your long-term career goals. What do you want? Where do you see yourself? Five years, 10 years, 15, 20, even 30, 40, 50 years from now. When you have that clear, clearly mapped out, if you have a clear idea of that, it'll be very easy for a lot of you to figure out whether a certain opportunity fits into what you want. Because when you have a clear picture of what you want, you will also be formulating the right questions to ask them as well, right? Yeah. Because there will be that part of the, 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 interview, the interview where they, they ask you, Hey Dean, uh, you know, do you have any questions for us? Well, because I have a clear, clear vision of what I want. Now I have already prepared good questions to ask them about the team culture, the environment, the work hours, the the growth opportunities. Uh, it's easier for me to assess. Okay, is this going to make sense for Dean? Is this opportunity going to make sense for me if I'm going to be considering this company and this organization? And it makes it much easier if you're in, if you're in the the fortunate position of having multiple offers coming at you, and you don't yeah. know which one to decide you have a framework to compare it to. You have something very stable you can look at and say, okay, does this fit into my vision? In, in, uh, you know, where, where I want to go in the short term, the long term, the midterm or whatever it is. So having that clear picture is a very, very important limit in, in order for you know, your viewers to, to make, that, uh, make that right judgment as to which opportunities to consider and which ones they should uh, you know, pass on. 
Yeah, so whenever I've given any interview, recruiters have asked me this thing, what, where do you see yourself in five years? So you yes, have to yes. ask yourself this first, then, then yes, only you'll yes. be able to, you know, make a good judgment. So that's right. Yeah. All right. So Dean, how do you see LinkedIn changing in the coming years? Right now, it's a, you know, very important hiring platform. Do you think it will get bigger than this? Can it get bigger than this? Yeah, I think it's possible, Nivit. You know that, and and uh, again, it, it, I think it was a few years back. Microsoft took over <laughs> LinkedIn, so yeah. uh, you know they're they're definitely gonna try and uh, you know monetize it in in more than in more way than one. I think. I feel definitely from a content standpoint, video is gonna be the king, the king and the queen. So yeah. uh, for those of your viewers watching, whether you're in digital marketing, you're in tech, you're in IT, whatever it is. Try and get over your fear of doing videos, folks. Start doing videos. Start putting yourself out there. Start building your brand. Because again, right now, where LinkedIn is right now is how Facebook was maybe back in like, you know, the late 2000s. Yeah. Uh, when it first started. It's, it's a very good point for everyone to start coming in and building a good audience, a strong audience and then a strong following so that you can benefit from when it does become eventually, you know, overcrowded and overused and all of that yeah. stuff. But video content is definitely very important. That's where everyone is going. Uh, when you're starting out, definitely keep the video content short. Uh, uh, you know, that's how I started myself, uh, uh, you know, as you, as you start developing your brand. Uh, okay. the second thing is I feel like uh, Nimit, you know, Microsoft might try to implement some kind of CRM features and functionalities into LinkedIn. That's what I feel from a sales, uh, you know, pr and prospecting standpoint. I think that's something they might want to monetize because I'm just thinking it's such a huge net, huge network of so many great, uh, contacts and, uh, you know, professional people. Uh, I think they might try to somehow try and, you know, figure out if there's something they can do with that end. So, uh, okay. I mean, those would probably be my two things that I'm kind of seeing uh, on LinkedIn. All right. Yeah. Through Sales Navigator, I can see how CRM can be integrated. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Yes. So, Dean, one, you know, one question which I just now thought of, we hear a lot of things that, uh, you know, jobs, majority of the jobs are filled through referrals. Right. Mm. So how does one use LinkedIn to get, get one, get a referral? Yeah. Yeah. And so, so this goes back to also what I, what I mentioned uh, before about the importance folks for, for those of you who are listening and watching, uh, when you are able to establish yourself as a strong brand as a, and as a strong presence, you will attract so much inter inbound, uh, you know, attention, right? Uh, the reason why I'm on this podcast is because Nimit got to know about me on LinkedIn. That's how we connected. We got to know each other. That's how I got invited to the podcast. Why? Because I established myself as, as you know, someone known on LinkedIn. Uh, Nimit is doing the same with his podcast. So, you know, obviously he's in that position as well. That's always the best position to be in uh, where, where you're like a flame and, you know, the moths, are, the insects, the moths there. Yeah. No, I'm not, not, not saying that everyone's insects or anything, but yeah. you, you get my, my metaphor, right? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, that, that's the position you need to be. And, and, and uh, the, other, the other thing is when you're providing content, you're providing things of value, you're providing information of value, uh, then people already know you, you know your stuff and you're an expert. Whereas if you're just doing a cold referral, you're going in, you're saying, hey, can you introduce me to so-and-so or I'm, I'm a business analyst, I'm looking for such and such position. Not as effective because they can't confidently refer you because they don't know anything about you. All, all you have is what you're saying. Uh, when you're able to show, demonstrate and really share value and, and, and you know, show your expertise, then they feel more confident, right? Then they know, okay, this yeah. guy knows his stuff or this gal knows her stuff. Uh, I can definitely, uh, you know, I definitely like to get into a conversation and then see if they'd be interested in working for us or I, I can introduce them to so-and-so or such and such organization. So con uh, establishing, uh, establishing yourself as a strong presence on LinkedIn, I would say Nimit is probably one of the most strongest 
uh, ways you can get, uh, you know, great referrals. And, and just, you know, just during COVID itself, uh, you know, companies and, you know, these things, people, you know, layoffs and all these things, I'm still every week getting, getting offers for interviews and referrals because, because of, because I'm so visible on LinkedIn myself. Yes. And again, I'm not saying that to brag or anything, all of you, there's no reason why all of you should not be in the same position. You need to be visible. You need to be well-known. You need to be the expert and the thought leader in your space so that you're also getting that inbound attention. Absolutely. So, so Dean, you have given so many valuable advice in this episode, just to summarize, just to end this episode in a, you know, in a more uh, positive way, can, can you summarize the, the entire learning through LinkedIn for job seekers in three or four points? Yeah, sure, sure. Absolutely. So first thing, folks, is, uh, you know, if you're going to be on LinkedIn, uh, be, be a, a, content pro, uh, pro, uh, a content creator, be a creator of content. Uh, that's how you, again, show your value, your expertise, and, and, and your, your, again, your value as, as someone who can uh, help other people, help organizations, whatever it is. So if you're on LinkedIn, if you're not taking advantage of that, then, then you're not really using LinkedIn to the fullest of its capabilities. So don't have empty profiles. Put some work into your LinkedIn profile. Start posting. If you don't want to do the videos yet, I get that. It took me like one or two years before I finally started doing videos. Yeah. So do the, do the posts, do the articles engage with other people's content. That's always great to do and uh, make you make full use of the platform, engage with people, network with people, be someone others can re- rely on for, for good content, good information and value. Um, and, and, and again, if you're, if you want to attract the attention of recruiters, make sure it's a keyword rich uh, profile, which attracts the attention of recruiters and uh, always be open to communication with the right people. And then the people that you will eventually be, be attracting uh, the more you're, you're visible and the more you're posting stuff on LinkedIn. Wow. So create, engage and communicate. That's the secret recipe of LinkedIn guys. I like that. I like that. Yes. I like that. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So, so thanks a lot, Dean, for doing this episode. I'm sure users or viewers would benefit a lot. And this information would definitely help them in the job search, you know, process of the, of this. So, yeah. So guys, if you have any questions, you can, uh, write your questions in the comments and I would be pasting the link to Dean's profile on LinkedIn. You can follow him on LinkedIn and definitely connect, try to connect with him. And if you have any questions or advice to us, you can definitely reach out to him also. Thanks a lot, Dean. Absolutely. Thank you for doing this. Absolutely. My pleasure, Nimit. Thanks so much for having me.